Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today we have a guest. Uh, Scott, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Scott Shera. I am Grace's dad, so um, Naomi's going to ask some questions and you'll get to learn about Grace as we go. Okay. Um, so the first question I have, um, I know we wanted to uh, bring awareness um, to the conditions Grace had. And the first question I have is, um, so what exactly um, is Down syndrome? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. My wife would be the best at answering that because she, she had some training, believe it or not, before we had Grace in, in her, um, her school uh, system education. Uh, she was, she went to college to, to be a school teacher with special needs as an emphasis. And so Down syndrome would be considered special needs, but what it is, is that uh, it's called trisomy 21, which means the 21st chromosome has uh, an extra chromosome. The pairs, the 21st pair of chromosomes has an extra chromosome. And so what that does is give the person features. So you can usually see a down syndrome person very easily. So they're, you know, just the way that they're built, they're generally a little shorter. Um, their eyes, their eyes have some slanting to it. So you can generally see it. When Grace was born, for example, we had no idea she had Down syndrome until she was born. I was in the delivery room and when she was delivered, I said to Cindy, I think she had Down syndrome. So I could see it. Um, so that's the most common thing that people see. But when people get to know somebody with Down syndrome, then it becomes very apparent because the way Down syndrome kids are and adults is that they're very loving. So it's often called the love chromosome. And, you know, Grace fit the bill with that. You know, she just, she was a real gift. She just loved everybody. And she, she loved the way that God intends us to love, which is unconditionally. Yeah. So um, the next question I have is, um, what was Grace's personality like? Like, how was she as a person? Oh my gosh! Yeah, she she was she was a hoot. Well, she was first of all she the idea that she loves unconditionally. She was, you know, she gave the best hugs that you could ever imagine. I mean, that's uh, by far and away the thing I miss most about her. Um, Grace, on the scale of things, was extremely high functioning. Uh, so Grace could drive a car. Uh, Grace rode a horse. She played violin. She played um, I Can't Help Falling in Love with You at at our daughter Jessica's wedding on, on the violin. Uh, she could read and write. My wife taught her how to read and write. We homeschooled her, uh, which which helped, of course. But the uh, she just was off the charts. But Grace as a person, uh, she was she was. Uh, not just high functioning, she was funny. Uh, she she had a sense of humor that was it was an absolute joy. If she would have met you for the first time, uh, she would say, uh, "Naomi, uh, you want to hear my dirty jokes?" And you'd say, "Well, of course I want to hear your dirty jokes." And she would have said to you, "Well, why doesn't the toilet paper or why didn't the toilet paper cross the road?" And you'd say, "I don't know. Why didn't it cross the road?" And then she'd say, well, because it got stuck in the crack. And then she, that, then she would say, um, have you have you heard? So that was her first dirty joke. Her second dirty joke was, have you read the book Under the Bleachers? 
And you'd say, no, I haven't read that book. And then she'd say, well, would you like to know who it was written by? And, oh, yes, I'd like to know who it was written by. And she'd tell you it was written by Seymour Butts. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she she had all kinds of, um, she would make up her own jokes. And she would just see things, she would see things through the eyes of humor, which I particularly enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds like she was a really wonderful person. It really enjoyed life. Yeah, yeah she was. Um, so another question I wanted to ask, uh, you mentioned um, um, that, that she was homeschooled. Uh, uh, do you think that, um, do you think that made it e easier for her to, to deal with her Down syndrome? I think it made it substantially easier. I, I think that there's three things that made it easier for her. Um, number one is, and most important, is God made her a certain way, and he blinded Cindy and I. My wife's name is Cindy. He blinded us to her Down syndrome, which was fantastic. We just saw her as a regular child, so there's nothing. We never restricted her with anything. The only time I could really see her Down syndrome was when she was a, in a group of kids that were of the same age. Other than that, I mean, we just did everything. Um, so, God, you know, certainly number one was God made her that way, and he, he made us as parents not focus on that. Uh, in fact, we saw it as a positive versus a negative. The... Um, the second thing is homeschooling. No doubt that that made a huge difference because then she wasn't dumbed down in the public school system. And she, she was, um, you know, the public school system, I call it the public fool system because they train people to not think. And so the generations that are coming out now, I hire young people in my business and they, they absolutely cannot think they have been, spoon fed, you know, you just process when I went to school, they wrote the assignment on a chalkboard. And then you were responsible to take take that assignment, write it down somewhere, then schedule your time to get the assignment done and then hand it in on time. If none of that happened, you got an F. If you got enough Fs in a row, you didn't pass. If you got enough Fs in enough classes in a row, you didn't graduate. So there was consequence for choice. Now the assignment is spoon fed to the kids. They're given constant reminders from the teacher. And then if they don't get it in on time, they're given an extension. They can never get a failing grade. They get a trophy just for showing up. So just process that, you know, Grace, Grace never got that. She never, she never got into the public fool system. So I think that was a, a, a huge piece of it. And the third piece I would say is she never received any of the dumbing down chemicals that are in vaccines. So those are the three reasons I think she was high functioning. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was just curious to know like what um, school experience was like for her um, because, um, cause I can understand a uh, school can be more challenging uh, um, with, with chronic illnesses. Um, and physical disabilities. Um, so, so I just wanted to ask about that. Um, is there anything else you would like um, to share with people? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I would say, you know, the, 
the view I would tell people to have of Down syndrome is this. And after Grace was killed, we received a number of cards and things in the mail and a couple of the cards reference uh, that now that Grace is in heaven, she has a glorified body. So then she won't have Down syndrome anymore. Some version of that a couple of people wrote. And while I understand that technically, the reality of Down syndrome, people unfortunately see it as a negative. I see it as a positive. So my response to anybody that says that is, I believe everybody in heaven has Down syndrome because, um, I mean, they are special. Uh, you know, grace, um, you know, the sins that I have, for example, I cannot um, I can't love the unlovable person. Uh, it just is not inside of me. Grace did it automatically. So if you if you process what did Jesus say the greatest commandments were, and he said, uh, love God and love your neighbor. You know, so Grace did that. I mean, it is it's um, interesting. She just did that. I mean, and that's the gift Down syndrome children bring to this world. And if you happen to have a Down syndrome person in your life, uh, thank God for that. And if you don't and you see one, I'd encourage you to get to know them. Uh, there, the um, There's a lot of businesses, for example, who care and they'll hire Down syndrome uh, young adults and even older adults. And it, it's neat to see them. I was at a gas station the other day and uh, there was a Down syndrome girl stocking shelves. So I, I went and talked with her and asked her how old she was. And um, it just, it was wonderful. I mean, it was, it was hard because it reminds me of my daughter, Grace. I mean, that's, uh, that's still raw. You know, Grace died. Uh, it'll be one, one year is coming up October 13th. It'll be the one year anniversary and it's still raw. So it's, it's hard, but I would encourage anybody to get to know Down syndrome people because they really give you a perspective of what things are supposed to be like from God's perspective. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, um, so I created this podcast to bring um, awareness to chronic illnesses and physical disabilities um, for people to understand um, um, all of them better, um, to, to, to gain like more insight into, into what it really is. <laughs> Uh, that's good. I think that's a, a wonderful gift that you have to bring that to the to the world because you know disabilities are are normally looked at as um, a negative, but uh, intelligence is also a disability because it can prevent us from from digging into things and and seeing other people's perspectives and really learning. Yeah, um, just like you said, um, I also view my chronic illness as a positive. Um, well, I've I've lived with it my whole life, um, and so um, and so I've tried to always look at it as a positive, and I feel uh, very fortunate um, that I'm still here today, uh, and that I'm able to um, and that I'm able to um, do all the things I'm able to do. Um, I feel like all of it is a wonderful gift <laughs> well that's that's a fantastic attitude <laughs> so uh yeah um let's see there was i think there was one more question i had 
Um, um, so, um, is there anything else you would like to share about grace? Well, I'd really like to, I'd like to end with a warning and it's from what I've experienced with with Grace's death. So if that's okay with you, that's what I'd like to share as a warning to anybody who's disabled. Okay. So Grace, as I said earlier, was killed on October 13th of 2021. And I have now uh, approaching a thousand hours of research into Grace's case and all the things related. And I have concluded in April that she was murdered. She was murdered in a hospital by the doctors and nurses. And and I'm going to just lay this out so people can get a grip on what I'm talking about, because if you are disabled, you are at risk. And so the reason I say that is I'm going to give you some statistics and then prove this. So for the United States has 4.3% of the world's population. We're the only country with over 1 million deaths related to COVID, supposedly related to COVID. So those people all died in the hospital. Uh, disabled women are 11 times more likely to die in a hospital if they go in with COVID than non-disabled women. And so why is that? And the answer is it's because they're disabled. So the number one and number two causes of death go going into a hospital with COVID are elderly and disabled. Well, those are not comorbidities. Being elderly and being disabled is no reason for an increase in cause of death. Yet those are the number one and number two reasons listed uh, as cause of death. Those are facts, they're not comorbidities. So if we only have 4.3% um, of the population, we are the only country in the world with over a million deaths related to COVID. The and those are hospital deaths, the number one and number two causes of death, and they're literally not causes, are elder, elderly and disabled, uh, connect the dots. So and I'm going to drill a couple other things down. So the from a financial perspective, the disabled are on Medicaid and the elderly are on Medicare. Those two population groups account for 39% of the annual federal budget. The annual federal budget is 5.6 trillion, 2.2 trillion goes to Medicaid and Medicare. And those are bureaucracies. It doesn't mean those people get, get the care they need, but those are bureaucracies. The government through COVID paid hospitals during the first 22 months of COVID $4 trillion. So that's roughly 75% of our annual federal budget, they paid to hospitals in the form of bonuses to kill people. And I say that with a thousand percent confidence because the methods that the government told the hospitals that they had to use were ventilators and remdesivir. Ventilators have a 90% kill rate. 90% of people who went on ventilators in a hospital died in the hospital. And the 10% that walked out, most of them die in the first year because of complications related to the ventilator. Remdesivir, the protocol says to give five doses as your first treatment plan. 
anybody that receives three doses or more has a 75% chance of death. So why would those be the recommended treatments that the hospitals use when it's known and that they kill people and they got paid to do it? So what's going on here is there is, um, there's an organized effort to reduce the population and the elderly and the disabled are first. And so if you don't believe what I'm saying, I want you to consider this fact. So Hannah Arendt, she studied the Adolf Eichmann trial after World War II because you know you can't figure out how did they kill all these people? And you know what kind of mindset was there to kill all these people? And she coined the phrase banality of evil banality means common so evil is so common that people don't even realize they're doing it so i'm going to just call out down syndrome uh, people as a as a population group just to prove the banality of evil exists in the united states right now 67 percent of down syndrome children are murdered before they're born the day grace was born the doctors came into the room after they figured out Grace had Down syndrome, and they said, we suspect your daughter has Down syndrome. Do you want to keep her? This was 20 years ago. Grace's 20th birthday is tomorrow. So 20 years ago, they told us that. So of course, they weren't talking about aborting her at that time, but they just assumed we wouldn't want her because she's she's damaged good. She's disabled. So when a young couple gets pregnant today, they go into the doctor's office, and the doctor recommends an amniocentesis which they willingly subscribe to because they don't know any better. And so this is promoted by society. If the amniocentesis shows a propensity for Down syndrome, the doctor, doctor recommends an abortion. And the young couple just goes along because they just trust the doctor. That's the banality of evil, meaning that that's the standard of care. And it's going on right under our noses in the United States. So now process when somebody like Grace goes into a hospital, the young doctors and nurses who are supposedly caring for her, they don't care about her at all. They would have never had her. They referenced in the doctor's reports that Grace had Down syndrome 36 different times. That didn't matter to her standard of care. There's nothing that mattered to her standard of care. So, I mean, that's just one example. I can go, I can talk for an hour on that, but we don't have an hour. But I just want to share with your listeners um, that because of your disability, you are at a high risk if you go into a hospital of the hospital following a government protocol that is designed to kill you. And you know, that's, uh, that's a big deal. I know it's a bold statement. If you go to Grace's website, which is ouramazinggrace.net, you'll see I have a tab called the tragedy tab. I have all the research posted there. Uh, and I encourage you to Trust what I'm saying. If you if you have any sense of what I'm saying, dig that's that's true. Dig into it more. We have a lot of resources on Grace's website, but dig into some alternative media. Don't listen to the alphabet networks that are lying to you. Dig into some alternative media and prove out what I'm what I'm talking about. Oh wow! Thank you for for that information. Um, I I just want to say I, again uh, my deepest condolences. Uh, um, with, with Grace, um, I'm very sorry for your loss. Um, thank you for uh, th- thank you for being willing to share her story uh, and bring awareness 
to Down syndrome on this podcast. Um, um, so, um, I, 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 I listened to everything you said, and I do think that, you know, like, people who have, uh, chronic illnesses and physical disabilities are, um, at a higher risk, um, of, of, of death, of course, um, for, uh, for, for, for many different reasons, because there's many different kinds of physical disabilities and chronic illnesses, um, and so, and so thank you for, uh, for sharing your story with that, and, uh, bringing awareness to, um, to, to that, um, and, and thank you for coming on here. It was a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. I'm, uh, I'm honored that you would have me talk about my beautiful, my beautiful Grace. She, you know, she was my best buddy, and uh, she, uh, she called me Earthly Dad. She called my wife Earthly Mom because she knew, she knew who her Heavenly Father was, and it was, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I miss her more than I've ever missed anybody. She. Just, she was a special kid. Yeah. It would have been really, um, it would have been really nice uh, to meet her. We're, we're we're around the same age, actually. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's neat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, Naomi, what disability do you have? So I was born with a heart condition. Okay. And um, I've had like. I've I've been physically disabled before. Um my heart's um very stable now, luckily. I feel really um I feel very fortunate that I've been given uh, a second chance at life and um that I'm able to do the, all the things I'm able to do today. because um, a lot of those things I haven't been able to do before. Um it's been it's it's been a very a uh, long lifelong journey but i feel i feel really really blessed to still be alive and still be here be able to um to do all the things um i like to do and um and and it's the biggest reason why i wanted to start this podcast to bring um awareness to lots of different uh, chronic illnesses <laughs> so how long have you been doing the podcast for um, I actually just started a couple months ago. <laughs> okay, well, that's neat. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm really glad you're doing it. I think this is, uh, it's needed. When I saw that you wanted to emphasize Down syndrome, I thought, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty neat. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, as a society, we tend to shy away from somebody who's disabled, unfortunately, and I think mm-hmm. the disabled people have have more of a clue than than the rat race that we're in in society. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy that um I got to learn more about this and that my listeners are going to learn more about about Down syndrome. Um, I I haven't covered this topic yet, so um I I was really interested to learn more. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You have a great day. <laughs> you too. Thank you, Scott. Bye. Right, bye.